Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where I interview guests about their crazy, unique occupations or life experiences. I'm your host, Leslie Fear. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Today, I'm joined with Stephanie Donovan, and she's with the Multidimensional Mom podcast. She's actually become a pretty good friend of mine. I've been on her podcast, and now it's her turn. So welcome to the show, Stephanie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, my friends. This is a lot of fun. I was thinking today, like, how did we even become friends? And I hardly remember because I think it was just so natural. But I think I started as a fangirl of your podcast. Okay, well, all of a sudden, I noticed that you were in my group. And then you were asking me questions. And I was like, who is this Stephanie chick? And then you're asking me like, hey, who's a good pet psychic or who's whatever? And I would like answer you because, you know, you're in my group, of course, and, you know, you private message me. And then all of a sudden I was like, what? what's going on? So I listened to your podcast and I was like, this is really good. I mean, y'all talk, you and Sarah um, started this podcast, Multidimensional Mom Podcast, and you talk about woo stories. Uh, you talk about woo meaning kind of paranormal kind of stuff. You talk about tarot readers or you have some on. Gosh, you talk about movies and documentaries you like. You talk about just general mom stuff. And it's really cool because like I said before, it was like when I was on your podcast, it's like when you're sitting around with a bunch of friends and you're all just having a conversation. And that's what I love about it. You're just having a conversation and everything you guys talk about, I'm like shaking my head or nodding my head going, yep, uh-huh, you know, every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're everything from momming to the mystical. Um, we definitely love the woo fringe topics. We also like things related to psychology and self-help. But yeah, multidimensional meaning we're not a parenting podcast, that's for sure. We're, we're two mom besties talking about life being a mom and more importantly the things that make us uniquely ourselves as women and we like that stuff man we just we have a good time and we have pet psychics other psychics tarot readers we're going to be talking about summer reading um, with the head of Barnes and Noble Socials next week. Um, wow. So we mix it up a bit, yeah. but um, we have a good time. Yeah, because your background, you're a career specialist, but you also write resumes, right? Yeah, so that is hand in hand. Yeah, I'm a, a resume writer. I freelance write not just resumes, other things too, um, content and things like that. But I was an English teacher, English and communication speech for 10 years in public schools. Wow. And then when I had my kiddos, I transitioned over to college career studies and then went to working from home doing resumes for career outplacement firms. And now I'm freelancing it. So I get most of my clients by LinkedIn and uh, I write resumes for people that are looking to be competitive in the job market. Well, that's so cool because you know what? I keep forgetting I have a LinkedIn. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Too many people do that. If you are job searching, you need to have LinkedIn. If you're not, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's funny because if I if I write another book, and I'm sure I will eventually, I'm going to have you as an arc reader or at least a beta reader, and then you can tell me how many errors I have in it because you know what, I'm not a robot and I'm not going to catch everything, and neither will an editor. So there you go. Yeah, no, I am a crazy editor. I know every grammatical rule. That was like my forte in teaching. Okay. Like I know I know a little too much. I'll drive you crazy. Oh, so. see, I like that. You got to have thick skin, though. You know how it is. You know, if you're if you're a writer, you got to have thick skin, and you know, if, especially if you're a content editor as well, and you're like. Nope, this doesn't make sense either. You know, whatever. Redo this. Oh, I've been told that. Trust me. (laughs) So, but here's the thing. Why I wanted you on my podcast is because you like to talk about the woo. And before we started recording, you said, 
I well, I asked you. I said your son's name is Kellen, right? And you said yeah. And I said I have a I have my neighbor's son is named Kellen too, which is so funny. And you said, well, I have a woo story about that. So tell me that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's not a typical name. Now I am here for the woo. Sarah and I, and multidimensional mom, we we bring the woo every week. But I am definitely like a little more intuitive. Mm-hmm. I can feel that type of vibe about people. I'm a big energy person. My husband always yells at me because there are some people, like with his job, he meets a lot of people. We used to travel. And certain people, I'd be like, nope, nope, don't trust him. Don't like him. Don't like his vibe. And he's like, you are so judgmental. (laughs) (laughs) And then it turned out those two I didn't like went against the company, formed their own company, and were taking clients. So I just want to say I was right. (laughs) So I do get... I definitely get like a, a feel about people, but I'm just open to the otherworldly. I think it's a lot bigger than we even know. I don't think you can put rules and walls around it. I'm not into organized religion, but I definitely think there's a lot more out there that we don't understand. And I like to explore it. Yeah, mm-hmm. So when Kellen was our second, so I have J.R., Joseph Richard, he was named after our two dads who are deceased. Okay. My husband and I have dads who are gone. And so J.R. was named after them. So that was kind of an easy one. And then I never find out if it's going to be boy or girl, but I kind of knew. I just knew that they were boys. And with Kellen, we were back and forth on names, just having the hardest time. And up until the morning of that I go into the hospital, his name was going to be Ryder. And that was his name. And we had decided on it. I don't think Scott like loved it. Scott's my husband, but he was fine with it. And we had talked about it. We had decided, okay. Then I had this little... I shouldn't say little. He was 10 pounds. He was not little. Oh, my God, girl. Jeez. And I am a champion. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I had 10-pound Kellen, and uh, it was funny when he came out, the doctor. I've been saying the whole time, I'm like, something's up. Something's a little off. I'm nervous. I I just, give me the drugs. Let's go. And he is like, "Um, no, everything's fine. I was like, no, something's different about this one. And then when he came out, the doctor said, how big is he? And I was like, what did we just do, everyone? What did we just do? What are you not telling me? And they're like, yeah, 10 pounds. Oh, my gosh. He's just big for his age. He's yeah. like my gentle giant. Oh. So they put him in my arms, and I hear the name Kellen just like that. What? And are it you was serious? so interesting because it was definitely like a clear audience moment. It sounded like me, but it wasn't me. I didn't hear it like a nurse said it next to me, like a human here. I heard it very clearly, but almost like in my head. Now, my husband likes to say it was the opioids. I don't think it, <laughs> I don't think it was just the birth drugs. Um, right. I do think I heard something very uh, intuitive. And then they go, what's his name? And I look at Scott and I was like, we need to talk. Guess what? I said, his name is Kellen. And so we looked it up and it's Irish and German. We are Irish and German. Oh my God. Bright headed. It has all kinds of like fun meetings, but we just both really liked it. And uh, that was that. So I do listen when I get a message from the wow. other side. <laughs> you know, I wonder if that was like, you know, because, you know, I believe in this stuff. I wonder if that was like your guides telling you, you know. It, that's exactly what a psychic I spoke to said. Okay. She okay. said that was his guides, actually. Kellen's guides kind of introducing you. Like, oh, this nice. is Kellen. 
Oh, yeah. wow. I love it that. A lot of sense. It, no, it really does. Oh, my gosh. That's such a cool story because, you know, little things like that happen throughout your life and then you just kind of forget it and you just kind of move on. And you excuse it away. But you got to pay attention. Just like you said, you got to pay attention to little things. Even when you don't think you have that ability, I think everybody has an ability to communicate with people they love, whether it's through birds, whether it's through like what happened with you, a little voice in your head, whatever it is, I do think that we all have abilities. And I just think we, we're taught we don't, or it's bad, or it's just ingrained in us. Yeah, we're always taught logic and reason over an intuitive knowing. And I think sometimes you have to harness that other energy and go with what you feel. Right. And it takes practice, you know. It does, it does. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, because, you know, you get signs from your dad. And tell me the story that you told on your podcast about that. Oh, gosh, which one? I, um, <laughs> I've i asked for many signs. He's not, I don't feel him around so much anymore. There are certain anniversaries and stuff that my sisters and I will feel him. Yeah. Right when he was gone, we got a lot of signs of butterflies. So we all kind of, we've got like butterflies on our walls and little symbols that we kind of talk about with that. Yeah. But there was a point, and now it's been so long that I, I forget the three that came to me, but I was pregnant with Kel and I was having a hard time. And I asked for a sign from my dad, like, just let me know you're around, that you're going to see my kids. Like, what what are you doing up there? And it was one day, and I get a lot of cardinals, and my dad loved cardinals. He uh, had a flag of a cardinal outside of our house growing up. He just liked birds. He liked the outdoors. He was a fisherman. Oh, nice. And it's always, it's never just the bird. It's like a bird acting super weird. Like (laughs) the bird was like, they like will land like right by my window and look inside at me like, Hey, do you see this? I'm looking at you. Like it's very, it's like different. And so that had happened. I think it started with a cardinal and I was like, okay. I'm like, all right. And then I, (laughs) you know, you're pregnant, you're hormonal. And I'm like, that's not good enough. I'm going to need something else, dad. Like I, was that you? I don't know if it was you. And then I forget what the second was, a butterfly or a hawk, or I don't remember what, but I was still like the same day. And I was like, you know what? I just I need like a really clear sign. And you know, my dad's up in heaven being like, what the hell, Stephanie, what do you want me to do? I have wasted so much energy sending you two signs that you're now ignoring. And um, then the last one was like a hummingbird, like right in my face. I'm like, all right, I get it. I get it. You nice. see him. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, and I got the same thing from my grandma when she passed. Uh, there was a huge black, like beautiful moth oh, butterfly. Nice. Never seen anything like it. Wow. Landed on Kellen's stroller when I was walking through the neighborhood. Was wow. like almost like it was looking in on the stroller and then flew away. And in that moment, I just kind of knew, like, "Hey, grandma, okay, you've seen him." Aww. So it's just stuff like that. And we just had it happen with my dog. We just lost my thirteen-year-old dog. And I asked him for a sign, and he delivered. So I'm, I'm what big did he on sign. So when he was, um, this is crazy. I just told him on my podcast the other week, but he had been sick and old for a long time. And when he was going, I kept telling him, you know, weeks up to that, I'm like, go find Daisy, go find Daisy, because that was our dog that we lost before him, and they were good buds. Okay. And I said, you need to go. Don't stick around here for me. Like, go up, do your thing, go hunt chipmunks, and find Daisy. Um, And then I told him that last day to send me a butterfly when he was okay. I was like, please, Duke, just send me a butterfly. Let me know you're all right. Because it sucks as a pet parent to have to make the decision. You know, it just. What kind of dog was he? He was about eight things all aggressive. (laughs) 
we I do rescue and I yeah, will I go too. into the rescue and see which one does no one want. Who has been here the longest? <laughs> Give me that one. I love Stephanie. Oh my god. I just got chills. We we've been adopting pugs that have been rescued. Um, because there's usually, uh, for specific breeds, there's like a rescue for those breeds and we just happen to love pugs. But after, you know, now we have the two, we've had three altogether and we now have two left, but Molly's getting older. And we thought if we ever have to get another dog, I'm just going to go to the pound. Like you're saying, cause that just brought me chills. I do prefer a smaller dog just because I can handle them a little easier than a big, big dog. Like my son has, they bring their big yeah. dogs over. They're the great Pyrenees and they're really sweet yeah. dogs, but I have one that's half great here. Too. Oh yeah. 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 And they're beautiful and very good dogs. It's just, they're, they're just a little more than I want, but I, I love their dogs. They're beautiful. Anyway, what'd the dog send you? Well, I fully endorse smut love. I think you should definitely just go to the shelter and fall in love. There are so many dogs and Duker was a lot of things. And when I got his Embark profile back with his breeds, he was like Beagle, Chow, Rot, Shepherd, like every aggressive breed. I'm like, okay, so it's not my fault that you're an (laughs) asshole dude. Like this is, I did not do it to you. Right. (laughs) He hated all of their dogs his whole life. He bit dogs. He was, I mean, he, we loved him, of course, but he was just, he had a chip on his shoulder. Okay. But about a week after we lost him, I was talking with my neighbor friend and um, I opened the front door to let her out. And this, I have not seen a butterfly in my yard for probably a month. And we don't have a lot of flowers. We are kind of woodsy over here. So it's pretty dark. We don't get a lot of butterflies. And there was a monarch literally on my door trying. It almost came in my house. Oh, he did send you one. (gasps) Yeah. And I was like batting it away. Like, oh, my God, I didn't want it to come in because of the cats. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. And then I realized and I was like, oh, that was for sure, Duke. Oh, Oh my gosh. Just this gorgeous butterfly. And then so my friend left and I was just like taking it all in. And about 15 minutes later, my kids came home. They were out riding bikes. And they come in, and I was going to tell them, and when they come in, the butterfly comes back and is flying against the window. And I was like, you guys, Duke's letting you know he's okay, too. Like, it came back for my kids. So I just, you know what, you can doubt it. There's a lot of people that I think would, but I'm not one of those people. Like, I think we take these signs for what they are, and we say thank you, you know? Um, and I absolutely believe in all that. No, I absolutely believe in all of that. Because the thing is, if you don't take these little signs, you'll never, ever feel like you hear from anyone from the other side. You know, I mean, right. like we've said many times in other podcasts, you can't explain away everything. You know, um, having some rare bird appear because your dad sent it or having a monarch uh, butterfly appear when you don't really get them much. I don't know what region of the United States you're in. Where are you at? We're in Midwest, so we're in Chicago suburbs. Okay, okay. It's just kind of past butterfly season here. Okay, um, okay. So they were in the beginning of summer, now they're kind of gone. But right, um, right. yeah, it was beautiful. Well, recently when I was listening... <laughs> I told you this was before we started recording too. It's like you did an episode on the Zodiac signs and you and Sarah, that's her, that's your co-host. You guys did a whole thing on who's your bestie in Zodiac. And so you would say, Libra, you're good with whoever or Capricorn, you're good with whoever. And you're right. I am a Gemini. Uh huh. She's the twins. She's the twins. Yeah. I'm the twin. And apparently you didn't have a lot of good things to say about Geminis. Yeah. That is the one. It's so funny because so we did Zodiac BFF. So there's a lot out there about compatibility of Zodiac signs like lovers, marriage, things like that. Yeah. But there isn't a lot just like who you're drawn to in friendship. 
Right. And my two best friends have the exact same birthday. Oh, my God. And so, yes. And Sarah, my co-host, and my good friend, Ian. And I've always thought there was just something to that. And I am just drawn, for some reason, to everyone who's born in February. My son's born in February. But, like, all my friends, when I plan out my calendar for the year, I'm just like, oh, my God, there's these two weeks in February that every day there's a birthday of one of my friends. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder if I'm just, like, drawn to an Aquarius. I don't know what this is. So we kind of looked into it and then we found a bunch of studies and psychics that have done studies on it. And it's, you know, what's your sign and who are you most compatible with friendship wise? But I did say there's just something about the Virgos and the Geminis. I don't have a lot and they're mysterious to me. (laughs) Now, Sarah has a Gemini husband, so we pick on him for that. Um, But yeah, and then, oh, we did an article, Who's the Hardest to be Friends With? And you were on there. I'm I'm number one. I am number one on the list. And let me tell you, I am delightful, okay? Uh... (laughs) Plus, you know what I learned just on one of my last podcasts with Shelby Struther, very talented psychic and medium and astrologer, that your sun sign does not matter. It is your rising sign that is more who you, what you need to overcome in this life, your personality. And then your moon is who you are at your core, like with your hair down, makeup off, like who are you really? So your sun sign is just kind of the outward facing people look up a Zodiac and they say, oh, I'm a Gemini, whatever. But now that I know more about it, your rising and your moon are very interesting. So you need to look up your rising and your moon. I did have someone do all that for me and I had her on my podcast and she did the whole chart and talked to me and I can't remember. I think I have a rising cancer moon. Oh, I'm a cancer moon. Oh, really? I love a cancer moon. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. See, that's why you and I jive pretty well. Because, yeah, because I don't identify with a lot of the Gemini. Maybe when I was younger, but I think we all evolve as we age. And so, and I'm I'm on the Taurus Gemini cusp kind of. I mean, I'm early, like, I'm June 3rd. So I'm really early in June. Yes. So um, I feel I identify more with Taurus. And I had a Vedic astrologer on as well who does more the Vedic side. They're like a, a month behind the regular astrologers. I'm not sure how it all works, but it was just interesting. And she was so knowledgeable. And she said, you know why you don't identify with a Gemini as much is because you're really a Taurus. I like that. I see that in you. And I'm a Taurus too. Yeah. So yeah, there's just so much to it that I don't get, but it's lovely to talk to people who get it because then it makes a lot of sense. It does. But just by itself, it's like a mystery to me. There's just so much to it. Well, it's like tarot cards. There's so, you know, there's so much to them. Like oracle cards, you can just draw one and it just tells you and you can just feel how you feel about it. But with tarot cards, you, I think you have to use your intuition, but you also, it's also just kind of crazy how much you have to learn about, you know, the, the five swords or the seven cups. And you're like, I don't even know what that means. Right. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) So you and I were talking also about what we're going to talk about on this episode. And I think you said something about you wanted to talk about some documentaries you've been watching on, I guess, on Netflix and Amazon and all the things. All the things. I love the documentaries. I I am a true story girl. I have no time for scripted television. (laughs) I don't get it. People, you know, oh, have you seen this and Dr. This and that and the screaming naked people that people watch on Netflix or whatever it is, all those. I, I don't, I can't do it. Yeah. I don't like that stuff. If I, and I don't have much time nowadays to watch anything, but when I'm in bed at night and the kids are in bed and I do have time, it will always be like a documentary or something reality. Cause I love that stuff yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I um, but I have seen some good ones lately. I have to write some of these down because, you know, after a while, I will watch a movie with my husband because I, I loved some of the space movies. Like I loved Passenger and all that. I thought that was really good. And, you know, Interstellar, I thought was really good. Those kinds of movies. And I like, you know, the deeper movies like Forrest Gump and, you know, the, the ones that kind of get into it, you know, and, and it's not just surfacey. My husband will watch Hallmark and be happy. And I'm like, oh, I mean... <laughs> That's like, I mean, that's like asking me to have just a surfacey conversation. I just want to go blow my head off. So, no, my husband has stopped asking me to watch movies. We're past that in our relationship because I won't. He always says I have a very strict agenda, and it is screaming shows. That's what he calls them, and that's like the Real Housewives or yeah. reunions or Below Deck and things like that. He calls them screaming shows, um, ghosts and murder. And I, I agree. I like all those things. So that's. <laughs> That's all you're going to get from me. Well, so tell me, what are some of your favorites? Because I'm going to start writing them down. Okay, so I will send you this list. But I came up with a list, and it's all 2020 or newer. Oh, good. So, yes, and I will tell you what they're on, too, because I know it sucks with all these streaming services to try to find what you're looking for. I think I only have Hulu. Amazon Prime and Netflix. Oh, and I have Disney Plus because my kids have it. But you know, I watch. Yeah, yeah. Most of them are on those. Okay. I have to say, I watch a lot of documentaries too. So I may have seen some of them, but I may not have seen as many as you because that's all you watch and that's not all I watch. So go ahead. Right. And you know what? Being how you are into the paranormal and otherworldly, I think you should consider Discovery Plus. Because oh, it my, is so good. Oh, well, I, you know what? I do have just Discovery on my cable lineup. So I can, I can watch on demand like Kindred Spirits, Ghost Hunters, that kind of stuff. Because Kindred Spirits is one of my favorites. Yes, I was going to say that one. I love that one. And you know what I also love is Portals to Hell. Oh, I, oh, you know what? I, I've heard of that. I've never seen that one. It sounds very like it's very scary, but it's not. It's Jack Osborne. And they will go to some of the most haunted places and use all the tools and the EVPs and this and that. And it is so fun. So I love that show. Have you seen Jack Osborne with his dad? And they do that documentary with them just going around. Isn't that, have you seen, I don't remember the name of it. Watch shows like in their theater and they just say, was it real or is it fake? But no, they actually have their own reality show where they go places. He takes his dad places in the van. Oh my gosh, I can't think of the name, guys. I'm sure people are screaming at me right now. Go, it's whatever. Um, something with the Osbournes. No, it's really funny, and I mostly see it out when we're at our weekend place because we have a satellite and we have different channels on that one, and I I see it there sometimes. Gosh, I can't I think of the name, but it's him and Ozzy. Ozzy speaks in another language that I don't quite get. No, and you know, <laughs> half, well, half the time they give you the captions for yeah, what he says. <laughs> Okay, well, keep going. I want to hear more. Okay, so 2020, this one was really good. Um, Ted Bundy falling for a killer. Now, if you're into this stuff and you know the serial killers, you've seen a ton on Bundy already. But why I liked this one is it is about him from the perspective of his longtime girlfriend and her daughter. And I have never actually seen her interviewed her name was disguised on Anne Rule's books and things like that. They disguised her name because she didn't want to be known as like the woman who was with him when he was killing people. Right. Um, but she is on this documentary with her daughter and he was living with her. 
And she talks about him. And I've never seen all that stuff. Plus lots of archival footage, photographs and stuff about the victims. But it's more kind of the feminist perspective and what was going on at the time. A little bit of politics. It is so good. It was so fascinating to hear her talk. I think her name was Elizabeth Kendall. Did she not know? I mean, obviously he's probably hit it. She didn't know at the time. He was like this total sociopath. However, he did snap on her a couple of times that she talks about. And she said his just like eyes went black and he went to a different place. Like there's this story she tells about him like almost drowning her when they were just like out on the falls. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And she was just like, it was twisted and he just snapped. And yeah, I just think he's a scary one. But that was a really good one. Falling for a killer. And then I've got, oh, I loved this one. I'll Be Gone in the Dark, 2020. No, I haven't. This is on HBO Max. Oh, you haven't seen this one? It's Michelle McNamara. Well, you know what? I just got rid of HBO Max uh, because we're just trying to save a little money because everything was, I mean, we're talking, guys, my cable and all my subscription bills were like upwards of $300. And we were just like, no, that's ridiculous. So I we got rid of all the, the cable, like HBO, Showtime, Stars, all that. We just don't have that anymore because I've got Hulu. I've got Amazon Prime. I've got all that. But then all of a sudden, you know, Apple TV, you know, they've got their own thing. And then, you know, Disney Plus, of course, we do have that one. But all the other places have these new subscriptions you can get. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, because HBO Max, they do have some really good ones. And I don't have that one. Yes. So this was on HBO Max. I think the book is called I'll Be Gone in the Dark. So Michelle McNamara, she was the wife of comedian. I didn't write his name down. Oh, shoot. Now I forget it. But um, she was obsessed with really finding out who the Golden State Killer was because he wasn't found for like 20, 30 years. You know, he was just found like, what was it, like five years ago? Yeah. Yeah. So she died in her sleep while she was writing this book. Someone had to finish the book for her. It was mostly done, but she was just really into finding out who he was. She left behind like 3,000 files related to the case, like 37 boxes of case files from prosecution. She just hit, she had all this stuff in her house and she was just like going to find out who he was. So she is credited with doing most of the work on profiling him, things like that. Because there were, between the 70s and 80s in California, there were like 50 home invasion rapes, 13 murders. Mm. Um, So this series is a detective story. And an actor is speaking her words. So they're reading parts of her book and they're showing pictures of her and things she was discovering. Um, But the actor Amy Ryan voices her because Michelle is gone. But this is right before the investigation blew open where they found the, you know, Joseph D'Angelo, who was discovered through GEDmatch genealogy database. Um, And he was in his 70s still living in Sacramento. Yes. Yes, and I I remember seeing him on TV, and I think he was in a wheelchair. Yes, well, yeah, there's a lot to that. Have you seen the videos where he's, like, walking around his cell, and then when he goes to court, he's, like, feeble in a wheelchair? Okay, I I heard a little bit about that. You just confirmed it. Oh, my gosh, what a faker. Well, you know what? Um, He deserves any kind of time he gets now, because when you're that violent, you know, eventually they'll catch up with you, buddy. Right, right. So that one's really good, Um, and it's six parts. But at the end, it's like all the victims are coming together on a picnic and they're like, they all maintain contact. It's just very heartwarming. Okay, then. So I'm from Chicago. So we know the Gacy story. Um, We know that one real well. 
John Wayne Gacy, Devil in Disguise. That one was 2021 on Peacock. Now, this is not the newer Conversation Tapes release one where I did watch that one, too. But that one was like all of his victims talking and it was just kind of hard to watch. This one has more of the detectives and they're telling how they discovered he was hiding bodies in the basement. To me, it's like, how did you not get past the smell alone? Because he had a ton of young men buried in his basement. I can't imagine the smell alone. That's what it was. So one of the detectives said, because he was like, oh, he was twisted too. He let them in. He was like befriending them. He knew they were watching his house. He would be like, oh, come on in. Like just totally a narcissistic sociopath. And one of the detectives said, can I use your restroom? And he went to the bathroom, and as he was going to the washroom, the heat clicked on, and through the vents, Mm. the stench. And he said, that's when I knew there's something in the basement. So it just happened to be using Gacy's washroom. Oh, it's very intriguing, the detective story, because they talk about, yeah, everything he he was doing at the time, what he was saying to them, and then how they really found him out. So amazing. And he was the clown one, right? Yes. Pogo the clown. Really. really. I think that one, that's on like the cover of this documentary. It's very disturbing. (laughs) Just like, oh my God. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, a lot of these serial killers, they're pretty well regarded in their social settings. You know, like everybody thought that Ted Bundy was a really cool guy and he was into politics and he was pretty smart and he he was kind of handsome. I don't really understand the handsome thing. I didn't think he was that attractive, but apparently people did. And then the Gacy thing, with his you know nobody's well maybe they are now but nobody was afraid of clowns back then or nobody no one would have suspected a clown maybe back then so it's just like they're so they're masterful at at hiding the the evil parts of them and that's what's so to me that's scarier than anything they can do just hiding it and then all of a sudden it comes out like his like what he did with his girlfriend I just can't I can't imagine that kind of terror. Well, you know, Bundy was uh, had a psychology background, and yes. he worked. Yeah, he was working on like suicide hotlines. Yes, with the author Anne Rule. That's how she met him, and like helping people who were going through devastating times, right. answering the phone. Oh, what an angel! Oh, <laughs> well, he'd, he'd never be suspected, but then he'd like act like he had a broken arm when, on his little VW, and then ask a girl to help him, and then he'd he'd take out the whole seat and throw her in his car. I yeah. Mean, what? Crazy. Like I said, you know, I love Dexter. You know, I don't know if you've ever watched that, that series. You would probably love that series, Dexter. <laughs> it is it is about a serial killer and his need to do it. And his cop dad who said, okay, I accept what you are, but we got to make it okay. So you're only going to go after the bad guys. Only, yeah. He only goes after people that honestly pretty much deserve it. But he can also get his fix too. And you fall in love with him because he's also a blood spatter expert for the Miami Police Department. So no one would suspect him. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And I don't have Showtime anymore, so I can't even watch the new season. So thanks a lot to me, right? <laughs> Just up to your imagination, apparently. I know, I know. <laughs> So anyway, we were going to talk about it, maybe something that happened to you that was kind of a paranormal story. Gosh, I am sitting here waiting for ghosts to come. I know. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm the one who would welcome it. My aunt has had a lot happen to her with family members and things like that. She had something that was absolutely in her house when we were growing up. Oh, wow. I, I felt it. I pets it for her a few times, and I've never felt such a negative energy. Like somebody was watching you, like right in front of your oh, face all the bad. time. Okay. okay. Um, so that, and she did have the house blasted a few times and things like that, and things falling out of her cabinets and all that. And my sister has seen a shadow of my dad, thought someone was in her house. 
Um, wow. And this was right after he passed. And he was looking at like a, a remembrance box she had made on her wall of him. And he was looking at it. And then he kind of creeped around the corner like, oh, my gosh, when he knew she was coming and she thought someone was in her house like this was years ago. But she was totally so scared. And then it never happens again because, you know, he probably doesn't want to scare us. But, oh, the the closest I've come. (laughs) I watch all these shows. There was one time in our old house. I woke Scott up out of a sound sleep and I was like, I had watched ghost shows like all that night. I was like, Scott, wake up. There's a mist. There's a mist in our room and he wakes up and he's looking and he's like, Stephanie, do you have your contacts still in? I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I do. do." (laughs) So it was just me. Um, But no, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for it. I don't get the ghost stuff. We used to rescue rabbits and for a long time I would see that motion on the floor at night. Sometimes I still see like um, shadowy very slowly coming down the stairs and that would be my daisy. So I think sometimes the energy is sort of still there of them, but I haven't I haven't come face to face with a ghost yet. I'm still waiting. Well, you know, I do think they come for visits. I do think they come to check up on us, I, even your dad. But I think your dad probably thinks I might scare her if I just show up one night. Right. Kind of freaked you out before. You know, I can sometimes talk to my mom. I try anyway. Right. And for, if she were to appear in front of me, I don't know how I would feel about that. You know, I don't, it's not because she was scary. It's just, I know you're not here really. So first of all, am I going crazy? And second of all, are you really here? And how is this possible? And it might be too much for me. I'd rather just do it the way we're doing it now. Right. I mean, I definitely had a visitation dream of my dad right after he passed. And those are something else. I mean, you can look into those, you know, when you have one, because it is much more vivid than a regular dream. He was talking to me, but his mouth wasn't moving. I remember every single bit of it when I woke up. There was a woman in the hallway, like waiting for us in the room we were talking in. And I didn't know who she was, but I saw her outline and I described her to my mom. And that was definitely his sister who had passed before I was born. Wow. Yeah. yeah, His sister um, died when she was 18 in a car accident. Oh, no. Well, your father died pretty young, too, didn't he? Yeah, he was 51. Um, He died of cholangiocarcinoma, which is a rare cancer. Walter Payton actually also had it. But yeah, and he's, I mean, he's been gone 18 years. And I also think nowadays it's kind of like, I think he's got shit to do. Like he does, he's not here trying to visit me. Like I think he's maybe like a spirit guide for other people. He's got jobs to do up there. He's, I I think he's busy. I think he was called earlier because they, you know, needed his soul for something else. I, I don't know, but yeah, I don't think he's just like waiting around for me. Right. And I, I agree with you. I do think that you have free will. You can have a job or not have a job, whatever you decide you want to do. But I would think the majority of people would want a job because it would probably evolve your soul even more. My mom told me that she's a greeter. And where would I have gotten that? You know, so and she's like, it's a party every day. You know, I'm greeting all these people, even if I don't know them. But because we've been around so many generations and so many incarnations, there's probably more people that we do know than we don't. So I love the fact that she's just having a party every day because she deserved it after the life she had. She didn't have the easiest life. So, and your dad, yeah, he's probably busy, but you know what? All you have to do is think of him. He had a motorcycle because he wanted one forever. And my mom always said no. And then he got one. Aww. And so there's a, a really nice picture of him with his motorcycle in our front driveway that I put in JR's room. And JR has told me that he's like, I've seen that guy before. What? Yeah. And I'm like, no, JR, you haven't seen it. Like, that's pa. That's what 
he only had one granddaughter when he passed Madison, who is now, you know, 18. Um, right. She was one. And so he didn't know the rest of her kids. But I'm sure he knows that. I'm sure he sees him now. So I've said, no, Jara, he was gone. That's my dad. He was gone before you you were alive. And he was like, no, I've seen him before, I think in a dream. Wow. And I love that. I'm like, yeah. great. Yeah. I mean, however you get it done, dude. Like, Well, you know, and I had a, a very good friend that I started a, before I was writing, I had a review blog. We would review books for indie authors and it was called The Indie Bookshelf. And she started it and I just joined, but we both had control over it. Well, she was 38 and diagnosed with a brain tumor. And yeah, it took her life after about 18 months. And I know, and I never met her in real life, but I knew her husband. I knew her kids. We talked all the time on the phone, all the things, right? So after she died, about a month after she died, I had a dream about her. And she came to me and I looked at her and I was like, I had no idea you were this tall. She goes, I told you I was tall. I, and I, but I think I forgot. And I was like, I was just so enamored and she was beautiful. And, and I did ask her this. I said, what's it like? And she goes, and she smiles at me. And, you know, you're not talking, you're just telepathy, all that. And she said, it's absolutely magnificent. And she just smiled. And then, and I even called her husband, Troy. And I said, Troy, I saw her name was Stephanie. I got to see Stephanie last night. And he was like, what? And it was kind of soon. And I didn't want to say anything because I texted him first and said, I kind of wanted to tell you this, but I don't want to upset you. And he goes, well, call me. And I called him and told him what I told you. And he was like, thank you so much. That makes me feel so good that she's, because I asked her, are you happy? And she said, I'm so happy. Everything is great. It's magnificent here. Everything is lovely and beautiful and wonderful. And that's the feeling I got. And I told him that. And he was just elated to hear that, although he was still so heartbroken. Right. Well, and my mom says, she's like, I never dream of dad. And I just don't know if she's open to it or maybe she just doesn't remember. You know, I think we have different sort of relations to the other side. I think that like our souls are different ages. I think the veil is a little thinner in certain spots. And yes, she just doesn't, uh, she's not open to it. Right. I don't know if she ever remarried or... Oh yeah, she did. They've been married for about eight years. Okay. Well, you know what? I think once they get married and once they kind of move on from knowing they can't ever have them back, you know, life is for the living. Maybe he's like, I sent her who I needed her to marry and I sent her him and now she's happy and I'm so happy for her and she'll see me again when she dies. Yeah. It's it's a mystery, but yeah. I think it all does come full circle. It does. So... Everyone, listen, I tell you, Multidimensional Mom Podcast is literally one of my favorite ones. And I'm not just saying that. It's so good. And it's so, it's conversational. And it's really good information. It's fun. It's quirky. Sometimes they even talk about politics in there. And it's more about the society and what's going on and how it's affecting us and all the things. So if you're into that kind of podcast, give them a listen. And Stephanie, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Yes. So come join us. We have a lot of fun over there. Everything Momming to the Mystical is what we cover. And it is MDM the pod on Instagram. Instagram is where we have all of our stuff. I like Instagram a lot more than the TikTok. I'm not as good as Leslie on all that stuff. <laughs> um, we do have a TikTok. Uh, it's a lot for me, but I'm on there sometimes. MDM the pod across all formats. So we're Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, MDM the pod. And then on Facebook, we have a group called Multidimensional Moms that I just started. Um, and you can pop in there too. But yes. we are on Spotify, Apple, you know, wherever, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, we should be. 
And we are on episode about, I think, 18 or 19 now. Um, So lots to catch up on, but not so much that it's overwhelming to catch up. So kind of go through there and see what you're interested in. And we have guests about every other. Um, Sometimes we do one-on-one and we just explore a a topic that we're into that's a little bit for spiritual growth. And then the other ones, we we have a super intriguing guest on. So. It's fun. It's totally my jam. I'm telling you, it is my new jam. And I'm kind of a hard sell with with podcasting anymore. You know, when you do it, uh, you know what I'm talking about. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah, when you do it, you're a little bit more selective. Let's say that. So, but hey. I've been fighting myself. Like, I'll turn it off halfway sometimes on certain ones. I'm like, oh, I just can't deal with this anymore. They're not. Because I'm such a planner, too. And we've talked about this, like editing and planning and writing. Like, I'm so crazy over my own show that if people just like don't plan at all or they just go off on tangents or their sound is bad I'm just right. like really well really yeah or no editing it's like oh my gosh you know how much time we've been talking for 45 minutes I will still spend five hours editing this oh goodness I hope you don't have to I really there are some people no, you have I to edit more than others I really hope you aren't so sick of my voice after no, no. I, it's just what I do yeah I really get into the the technical aspects of it. And it's you don't lose yourself in, but I love podcasts. I think there are a lot of podcasts that people just don't know. And I'm kind of like that. Like I am with my TV. I don't always like the big ones. I like some other ones that are a little harder to find. I agree. Um, yes. And that's one reason why I wanted to have you on my podcast, because I, I've got to introduce my listeners to you because they need to listen to you guys. Seriously, go subscribe and you're going to love it. And I think it's good for women or men because it's just got a little something for everybody. So, but no, you have been fantastic. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. And uh, I'm going to have you back on. You know, I will probably will. Yeah. Well, we just have so much to talk about all the time. Yes. Especially, you know, now that we're sharing guests. We got to reconvene and debrief because I just can't wait to hear who she tells you you are with your horoscope oh, I know. and yeah. your birth chart. I, I just know. love, love that. Stuff. I know. It's so much fun. So, but Stephanie, thank you, honey. Of course. We'll talk to you soon. Well, I love providing because I want to know at no cost. So if you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review or you can just buy me a cup of coffee. It's kind of like a Patreon, but you don't have a monthly subscription and you can give whatever you feel led to give. I am a one-woman show and I do all of my scheduling and my interviewing and my editing. So just know your support is so greatly appreciated. And one more thing, I am a paranormal romance novelist and you can find all of my books on Amazon. Just look up my name. I'm very easy to find. Thank you guys again and I will see you next week.